I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. I'm feeding the meter. They got the All right, hey guys, gals, friends, familia. Welcome back. Welcome in to another rousing episode. Of living off the land, lotto. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Dan. I am with uh, my other co-host, Jordan, also known as Hurvan, or Gordon, or Gordon, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> just make up a name. Just make up a name for him. It's okay. Uh, we are without Jimmy this week. He is. Uh, Getting some extra credit tonight back at school. So he's being a good little boy. So it's good. So we won't hold that I'm against him. I'm glad he's staying in school. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out on iTunes or SoundCloud, whichever platform you are listening to us on. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get going. What's up, Jordan? Let's get How you this doing? Started. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Pretty hungry right now. But also yeah. really high on caffeine. So, what are we gonna get for dinner? I don't know. We should definitely get something though. I have a free Uber uh, Eats delivery. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That could be. That could All be right. useful. Well, let's uh, let's think about that as we're doing the show. Sounds good to me. So um, we uh, mixed it up a bit. What are we drinking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of something else, but it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, so normally so, uh, every week we do a beer of the week. Uh, we try and include all of our great, awesome Cleveland breweries uh, that come out with some delicious beers, seasonal beers, all-year-round beers, stuff that we like to taste. Um, but we're not doing that this week. We're doing something different. So instead of a beer of the week, well, we're doing a brew of the week, but it's not beer. It's what could it be? Mead? No. Is it coffee? Oh, okay. You literally, <laughs> you literally get made me. Well, I was I was hoping for going for a thing where you'd say like, something I and I'd say, say no. I keep saying like, well, and then you say something and be, I say no. To be honest, I wanted to do that, but I couldn't think of any other beverages that are brewed. <laughs> even though there's iced tea, you know, yeah, there's, it, uh, there's, you could have said tea. There's definitely other things uh, that get brewed. Anyway, but, that know. well, that that was terrible. So. <laughs> We're drinking coffee because today is National Cappuccino Day. Yeah. Uh, even though neither of us got cappuccino, but we got coffee, so. Uh, we stopped off at a local coffee roaster called, mm-hmm. how do you say it? Troubadour. 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 Si. Coffee roaster. Si, senor. Uh, we actually did. We actually reviewed them, if you remember. Juan Valdez. <laughs> do you oh, remember? We actually reviewed yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went there with Teresa, I think. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's actually <sighs> one of my favorite coffee shops in Cleveland now. Uh, part of that is because it's the closest one to my apartment, so yeah. that's a huge plus. Right down but the street. It's, but it's actually a really cool coffee place. No yeah, joke. so it's uh, it's on Lorraine Road in Fairview Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I would say about a couple miles east of Columbia Road. Yeah, yeah. So, really cool little spot. Um, I got a latte. I just went, you know, standard. Basic. What did you get? I just got one of their pour-over coffees. Um, yeah, what was it called? Because okay. you said it in it your you said it in your Hispanic Latino the, accent. The part it's Colombian. El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, the part I remember it's Colombian and it's something Finca La Gloria or something like that. S- I, yeah, I, you know what? I should look S- it up. Let me look it up while Go you're good with a side plate of chicharrones. Ah, uh, that's that's Mexican, but <laughs> but sure, we'll do that. <laughs> ah, whatever. Let me see what we got. Uh, Just maybe. like Hillary Clinton says, they all look alike. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, getting into politics. Oh, God. What? We actually are going to get a, a tiny bit into We're not going to get political. We're going to just talk. But something politics. something big happened this week. Yeah, so I don't remember. We'll talk about that. I don't know if I knew or remember what it was, but I'm looking forward to hearing what it was. Dan. Yeah, that's a really bad job of trying to sell that you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> 
so yeah, let's uh, let's go over real quick uh, what we're gonna get into in this episode. Um, just a quick reminder: our our website www.lotlpodcast.com is up and running, and uh, we've got some cool features on there that we try and update. Uh, you know, as we can. Yeah. But, um, we have a new writer now too. Well, we've already we do have a new that. writer, we've Steve, who's been writing for us. He's actually in the process of writing his newest piece um, that hasn't been posted as of this recording. Uh, so he he's actually going to do a do a cool piece uh, regarding um, uh, athletes getting into politics. Um, so you know, as we talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is regarding the election that happened this week. Uh, I promise we're not going to get political on this episode. Yeah, we, so we, we honestly... Well, don't we, shut this us is, off now. Yeah, this is not a pod, While we do have political opinions, this is not a podcast. We have political opinions, and they're differing, but yeah. we're not going to get into that. So. Yeah, we're not going to... But, uh, but yeah, so Steve's going to uh, do that do that piece, and that should be up this week sometime, or, or maybe early next week. Um, we are also going to go through our normal rhythms of the poll of the week and the top five of the week. Top five of the week... Since we just mentioned that we're drinking coffee instead of beer uh, tonight, we're going to go through our five, our top five uh, coffee shops in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, so me and Jordan are going to run through our list, and uh, that oh, should be yeah. cool. We're going to talk about it a little bit. It's going to be fun. Th- then we got the LOTL poll of the week, and our poll question this week, like we said, there was an election uh, just a couple days ago, so uh, our poll of the week this week was, did you vote? So we'll go over those results. Uh, not really surprising, but you know we'll go over that. We'll talk a little bit about um, our opinions on voting and uh, all that good stuff. So yeah. Um, uh, then we're gonna get into kind of what's going on in Cleveland sports uh, this week. We will talk a little bit about the Browns. Um, we'll get into the Chiefs game a little bit. Uh, maybe preview the Falcons game coming up, and then we'll talk about an MMQB piece that's chronicling uh, Hugh Jackson's final days as coach. Uh, which I was already frustrated, but... Very interesting stuff. Oh, God. Uh, we'll touch on the Cavs. Uh, they are still losing, and they're still terrible, but they're not getting blown out anymore, so I guess that's sort of progress. They're like the Browns. Yeah, great. Cool. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we want our other sports teams to be compared to. Yeah. Um, we will talk about our first trip to a Cavs game this year to the... Uh, currently being renovated queue uh, that we did last night, so we'll get into that a little bit. And also, we want to talk about... A pet, so, a pet peeve of ours. <laughs> what's that? Oh, I, what you're about to... Oh, have. yeah, yeah. So, the Cavs released their alternate, what the NBA calls City Edition uniforms today, and holy crap, do we have to talk about those, yeah. because that's, they were eye-opening. I did. There's a lot we're going to say about the uh, current Nike jerseys, yeah. uh, and it's really all bad. I don't really have anything positive to say <laughs> Way to about give it away. Well, yeah, we don't know what we're going to talk about exactly, though. So, so yeah, we'll get into that stuff. Also, we're going to go into some uh, events coming up. Don't really have any reviews this week uh, of mention, but uh, you know, we'll get into some stuff, some events that's coming up that maybe we can go to that uh, we can review um, you know, as we get into the holiday season here. Yeah, so I got us. I got us a cool little, uh, mainly food and kind of just food events that are coming up this month. So, well, right, it'll be fun to go through that in a few minutes. So. Awesome. So that that's just a quick rundown of what we're gonna be talking about. So let's uh, let's get to it. Let's get in it. Uh, so we talked about um, the fact that we're drinking coffee, and uh, I don't, you know, might be able to tell we're a little ca- caffeinated right now. A little Maybe caffeinated. Not. I think I'm talking a little bit faster than I normally do, but... Can you feel the table shaking as our hands yeah. shake when we put them Can on the you table? hear it? Can you feel it? <laughs> but anyway, uh, our <laughs> LOTL Top 5 of the Week is our top coffee shops in Cleveland. Uh, S- Starbucks was not eligible for this list let because... Me, let me guess. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> Seattle Roasters or whatever yeah. it's called. Seattle's best. Arabica. Arabica. All that nonsense. No, McDonald's. no. McDonald's. So we're talking about uh, coffee shops that are in our fair city of Cleveland. So, yeah. uh, Jordan, if you want to take kick it off? your list. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. So number five for me is Troubadour Roasters, which I just mentioned. Troubadour. Um, 
I really like it a lot. It's a cozy atmosphere. It's a very classic coffee atmosphere, but I don't know. You have to go there to see. They really have a cute, uh, I almost said cute. What is with me in saying cute? They have a nice setup there. Um, the thing I'm impressed about Troubadour Roasters is the owner, and I've talked to him briefly, and the, the baristas are real knowledgeable. So if you have a question about coffee, whether it's flavor or, will I, you know, I like this type of coffee, what do you recommend? Or in my case today, I was looking to get a pour-over. Um, I asked him, hey, what's a good pour-over? He's like, well, we sell a good one here. And I, he explained why this one's fine. And he said, you know, just he explained the basics on how to use it and what's the right amount of coffee to put in. So real knowledgeable, real, real friendly. I mean, you'll, it, they're, they're great. They're great guys. They're not stuffy or stuck up. So um, that's one of the main reasons why I like Troubadour. But the coffee is also real good. Uh, and they do a real good job, according to what they say, on you know, of free trade, fair trade, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Troubadour Roses, number five. Number four, Rising Star. Uh, this is a well-known coffee roastery with about three locations now. Two or three? Yes. Downtown, Ohio City, and uh, Lakewood, right? Yes. It's two or three, yeah, something like that. Um, they, uh, great coffee, great atmosphere. They have very minimalistic decorations in um in their uh their, their shop uh they put out great coffee and i love their logo uh, i especially like their logo when i learned that it was inspired by the texas star uh and as a native texan that's cool to me um so yeah number four is rising star uh, number three is poor uh they don't roast their own coffee but they um I don't believe they do. I could be wrong on that. But they, they, I think they more just buy other roasteries' coffee. Uh, they are one of the first, like, really fancy new wave uh, coffee places I went to in Cleveland. And they're really famous now, uh, well-known, near East 4th Street. Well, what are they, Euclid? And it's almost at East 4th Street, so it's yeah, like it's, Euclid. Yeah. Um, they are, they're great guys and, and girls. It's, it's an amazing coffee shop um i believe it's made some national lists for coffee coffee uh places in the u.s uh i really i've really enjoyed their stuff again very knowledgeable this is another coffee place where you go there and you ask them a question and they'll take their time it's usually part of that cleveland coffee tour yep yep absolutely which i want to do next highly recommend that in fact that'd be a great review to to Mm -hmm. do for the yeah we'll reach out we'll see if they're still doing that um yeah, so uh, I just realized I have an error in my. Hold on. One I second. know I didn't say I, I didn't yeah, say no, anything. I, I, it's right here. I got. I it. wanted that to make. Um, I fixed it. Oh, it's just <laughs> stealing from my list. Okay. No, no, no. That's that yeah, was my yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so well, I I had Rising Stars number two as well, but it was actually Erie Island. This is on East Fourth Street. I used to go here when I was a reporter, and I would write stories there a lot of times so um when i was at cleveland state so this was a just a fun place for me i a lot of good memories of you know some of the fun stories i worked on also great coffee selection uh and then number one for me is good kind coffee this is a relatively newer place in lakewood it's mm-hmm. right across from barrio in lakewood literally right across the street i love this place great i just everything about it is is awesome they they're Decorated with like actual vintage photos, so that's kind of their main decoration theme, and it's really fascinating. Um, fun staff, great prices. The prices there have to be some of the best, uh, and it's right across from Barrio. So whether you want to get a cup of coffee before or after, it just it, sometimes the waits at Barrio are really long. So if you're not in the mood for a beer and you want just a little uh, pick me up, go across the street and get some good kind. Um, great coffee, number one for me city so dan good what good are job. you feeling well you stole one of them so well we definitely have two of the same in our well i mean yeah so like <clears throat> we actually pretty, we have multiple yeah we have multiple but uh so mine I, I i'm not the biggest coffee guy in the world um like i enjoy it i, lo- I like going to coffee shops um so my list i definitely picked uh, coffee shops that I've been to uh, at least once so like I've been there um, so so as I'm not you know totally full of crap when I'm trying to put this list together but so for me number five is poor um, I put that at five because I've only been there once um, 
I can't remember. It was before something I was going to downtown, but I just stopped in for Didn't a cup we of coffee. Go? Or no, we went to, I'm thinking of something else. No. We went to a different place. Um, but no, it's cool. I, I love the way it looks on the inside. Um, the coffee was good. Um, so, you know, that's on my list. Uh, four is Erie Island. Uh, that's on East 4th. Um, I really like that place. In fact, Paul knows somebody that works there. Oh, Erie Island? Yeah. Nice. So, uh, I've been there before and after going to concerts at uh, House of Blues. Um, and then just, you know, any time I'm downtown on the East 4th uh, area. So, um, Erie Island's really cool. Three is a relatively newer place. It's in Brooklyn. It's called Coffee, Coffee, Coffee. Um, that's a really cool place. Uh, I enjoy, like, the... It's like a little shop in Brooklyn, basically. Um, really cool, really good coffee. I mean, if you got coffee in your name three times, the coffee better be good. It's three times as good, That's actually. right. <clears throat> yeah. It's three times as much caffeine, too. So. Yeah, it just three times as expensive as well, though. Yeah, it's like so. 15 bucks for a coffee. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm crazy. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's really good, though. Um, two is Phoenix Coffee downtown. Mm-hmm. It used to be my number one. Uh, before I went to my number one, which I'll get to in a minute, but uh, Phoenix is really cool. Uh, Phoenix, we would usually hit up, uh, like, going downtown for St. Paddy's Day, like, before the parade, like, if it was cold, go in there and get a cup of coffee or hot chocolate. A little lit up before I get toasty. Something. Um, No, Jordan, just coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know either. What am I thinking? We we like St. Patrick's Day just for the tradition and the music. Yeah, and and the the corned beef. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. There's two Phoenix coffee locations, yeah. right? Yeah. Ohio City and downtown. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the downtown one is on uh, 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 9th Street, East Ninth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's really I, I like Phoenix coffee a lot. Number one for me, and it's by a mile, is Rising Star uh, Roasters. Um, I'm particular to the one in Ohio City. That's the one I usually go to. Uh, we we had our first staff meeting yeah. at the one in Lakewood. That's right. Me and Jimmy. We were brainstorming this little project here. Um, so I like the one in Lakewood, too. The Lakewood uh, location is really cool. If, you, if Like like what I just said. Like, say you're, you got small business or something like that, and you just kind of want to meet with your partners or something, and it's just a really cool place uh, to go to. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the coffee's great. I love the Ohio City location. Um I know this isn't really a good like reason to like a coffee shop, but I love their logo. No, I that's one of the reasons why I said yeah. it. it's inspired by the Texas Star. Right. So I love that about right. it. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I love Rising Star a lot. So that that's my number one. Best cup of coffee I ever had. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, Duck Rabbit is also really good. Um. I guess you don't like duck rabbit. No, it's fine. Oh, you I made like... a face. I was no. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm more so like the name and the location. I've only been there one time. The coffee yeah. was coffee. I've only been there once. The coffee was coffee, so I'm not going to act like I Most know. places it, coffee. It's about like, the like same I'm not a coffee snob, so I don't right. know like same. the intricacies yeah. like, right. you know. Uh, but duck rabbit is really cool. Cool logo, cool name and a nice nice location too. A different part of Ohio City. I uh, there's there's one place. Um, there's another. There's actually another coffee place in uh, Brooklyn that I want to try out. It's called Metropolitan. Okay. Uh, it's a coffee place. It's really yeah. cool in there. Um, I definitely want to try that out soon. I might do that this weekend. Yeah. Maybe um, Saturday. Or another one I've had. Uh, now I've never been there, but I've had their coffee at the uh, West Westlake uh, Farmers Market. Is Bullet, or I'm mm. sorry, um, it's not called Bullet. I'm an idiot. How dare you? It's called like six uh, six uh, six shot or six, six shooter. Yeah. six shooter. So coffee. I've I've actually had their cold brew before because yeah they sell it in they cans package at it now. Cleveland yeah. Bagel. Yeah, um, uh, their their regular coffee is really good too. This is in near the Beachland Ballroom and Tavern. If you've ever been there, it's mm. like right next to them. But they have great coffee as well. Yeah, I've been to the I've been um, to the Beachland Ballroom. I can't think of any other really major coffee places in Cleveland. <coughs> uh, I feel like there's at least one one more. I mean, there's little shops everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But 
But those are the ones that I've had experience with and yeah. I really enjoyed. But uh, we're always into trying new stuff around Cleveland. So if yeah, you guys so have please any, let me know. If you guys have any uh, coffee shops that we didn't list that are in the city that we need to know about, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, you know, um, you know, anything like that, and yeah. let us know. Um, we're definitely into it. So I'm hopefully going to check out Metropolitan uh, maybe Saturday morning. I don't know. We'll see. It's not too far from my from my house, so. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's our top five for the week. So uh, let's move on here. Let's talk about our poll of the week and get into a little bit what happened this week. Something big happened this week. Yeah. Um, Something about a wave. A wave. Oh, was that, it a tidal that, wave? That may or may not have happened. <laughs> was it a... Was it, <laughs> it was more, maybe it was more of like a splashy puddle. A <laughs> splashy puddle. Quicksand? I kid, I kid. Um, but so our, our poll of the week question, like I said earlier, is uh, really simple. Did you vote? Jordan, did you vote? I did. Okay, good. Did you vote? I did vote. Cool. I have my sticker to prove it. Yeah, same here. It's on well, my rocket hood. Maybe I don't have it anymore. It might have fallen off my, my shirt. Uh, they may have taken your vote back. Oh, God, it didn't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> we kind of thought this would be a, an interesting uh, question to put to our fans and our listeners. Um, we didn't want to, like, obviously ask people who they voted for or, or yeah, that kind of stuff. We just want to know if you did vote. That's nobody's business. Um, so the responses were about what we thought. Twitter Twitter was the only one that was different. Twitter was the... Twitter... The Twitter percentage was more what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, it's 80% yes, 20% no, around that. Um, that's kind of what I was expecting because I know there's a lot of people that don't vote and they have their reasons why they don't vote uh facebook was honestly it was surprising to me it was a hundred percent yes um which maybe i'm dumb to be surprised by that but yeah. i don't know I, maybe facebook is more people that are more political or more engaged i don't know but i found that interesting um i yeah i i don't know i after we after we posted i kind of got the the impression like well like who would tell us that they wouldn't vote like I, there's a lot of people that would, though. I know people that do. Well, they're not Americans. Yeah, they're not. They're fake. They're, they're, they're unpatriotic. They should be deported. I'm just kidding. That, too. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Dan, I don't know about you, but to me, voting is important. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it's not even so much that I have this political agenda I hope to see fulfilled, as much as it's like, you know, we are given this right as right. an American citizen to to give our voice and 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 put our uh, do our part to hopefully elect a person we think best represents our 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 region, our state, and our country. Um, and I, I I think it's a great honestly. It's weird. I get a little emotional when I vote. Like that might sound weird, but like when I go to the polls, yeah. I get a little emotional. And I think the reason why is just kind of the gratefulness of, of having this right. Not every country has this right. Uh, and even countries that have the right, it's sometimes obviously phony. Um, so it's cool to see that. And I just like seeing all the different types of people going out to vote and, you know, see all ages, all, all races and religions. So it's just a, it's a cool thing that we get to do in America. And... Um, I, I get real excited around, you know, election day. and uh, Midterms aren't as exciting, if I have to be honest, because, you know, there's something about the president that's, like... Well, right, yeah. Real intense. But yeah. it was still a big, you know, we were voting for our, our new governor, uh, a new senator, or, well, it ended up being the same, but possibly a new senator for, for yeah, some Yeah, it was, I, yeah, I mean... It ended up, and, uh, well, we had a fun little election party, too, with Steve, uh, with our buddy Steve. Yeah, Steve gets, house, so. Steve gets, uh, he gets really into... Uh, politics and elections and, and all that stuff. So he yeah. he hosts a party every two years, whether it be the midterm elections or the presidential elections. Um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, he was he good puts together trivia games and um, you know, we watch the coverage as it as it happens yeah. as the as the polls close and everything. So yeah. so that's really cool. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, this I'm not I'm I'm not this might be a little controversial and uh, so I'm like I'm not saying, like, most people that know me know which way I stand, like, yeah. on, on issues. Like, like I'll, I'll say it, like, you know, I'm, 
center leaning right. So I consider myself yeah. a moderate conservative. Um, I don't like it when people. I'm all for post, and I did this. I posted to yeah. tell people to vote. I know what you. I'm mean. not for people saying go vote, uh, but you have to vote a certain. You have to vote blue. You have to vote vote red. Mm-hmm. Like people like, like if they say uh, like I, I saw a bunch of people that were and and you know with with our generation and everything most yeah. of it is you know blue and you know whatever yeah. like like blue wave like you got to vote for the blue wave like get out of here. Or, and I'm not just singling them out. Like I saw, no, I, I also agree. saw people that you say get out and vote. Hashtag MAGA. Yeah. Like get out of here. Like just encourage people to vote and let the votes fall where they may. Like to me, it's not my duty to convince somebody to vote for who I'm voting for. I'm just voting for me and and who I believe. Right. That's the polit- That's the politician's I, job, is to get people to vote for. I who agree a hundred percent. And I even made a tweet about this where I was making fun of people that do that. Yeah, uh, and, and this I, is not to trash people that do that, but like I, I did, no. fi- I do find it kind of funny when some people will be like, "Hey, you gotta vote, you gotta vote," but then like if they hear their friend or family yeah. voted opposite of how they voted, right. they'll get like mad. Right. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. Like I under you, can, I'm all about expressing your political opinion and discussing that. I think that's healthy and right. a smart thing to do. But I feel like it's a little harsh to. Be like, yeah, no, we just want people to vote. But then you don't really. You actually want people to vote a certain way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get that 100%. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. It is, it's, it's both sides of the ledger. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to matter to me. Like, it's not going to make me not want to be somebody's friend if they right. don't vote the same way I do. Like, it, that's that's ridiculous. You're not really their friend to begin with. If, right. if like, you're only their friend because... Because of politics. Because at, yeah. at, the, at this time of the year... They're going to vote the way that you want them to vote. Right. And, so. and I think you and me uh, really, just not to brag, but I think you and me do a good job of, like, maintaining friendships with people of all different political... I mean, you and me differ in a right. lot of things. And we, I, have, I say and we, we have debates. Like, I, like right, we, we yeah. had a debate yeah. about, you know, the, pre- the, the presidential elections coming up yeah. in 2020 and, right. and who could, you know, run against Trump and right. who, who we think could possibly beat right. Trump in a, in, a, in a general election. But... You know that at That's the end of the not, day, like we're not going to be like, like we disagreed on that. Like, like it doesn't voted matter. For who? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like we're still here yeah. doing the podcast. That's right. But so yeah, I, I just kind of want to get that on, out out there. I want to get that up, off my chest. Um, I, I agree. Some people probably disagree with me. Some people probably think it is their job to try and influence people around them to vote the, the way that they want. Um, but and people feel strongly about that, right. and that's fine. You know, there's difference of opinion. That's what makes this country great. That's right. Right. So, anyway, if you guys uh, have opinions on that, let us know as well. Uh, we would love to interact on that. So, did you say the results? Yeah, I already did, yes. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured that, I don't know. I, I figured people uh, who didn't vote weren't going to admit it. But, you know, like you right. said, like, like you said um, some people don't care. So, whatever. But, we both voted. Uh, That's right. So there's that. Anyway, let's let's transition here. Let's talk about some sports. Cleveland sports, sports as a matter ball. of fact. Um, so like like we said earlier, Steve's going to be coming out with a new piece on LOTLpodcast.com. It's going to be chronicling some uh, political figures that come from the sports world, uh, namely Anthony Gonzalez, who... Uh, won his uh, race for a seat in the House of Representatives. Um, so Steve's going to have a nice write-up about that and then some other uh, people around the country currently and I'm sure past um, that uh, have gone from the sports world into politics. So mm-hmm. look out for that. We'll, uh, we'll post that on our social media pages as that comes, as that, That's uh, right. as that gets posted. So uh, let's... Let's get into the Browns here. Um, you know, they took another loss to the Chiefs. I I didn't really expect them to win. So, and the way the game kind of unfolded, I you know, obviously they didn't win, so I'm upset. Like I'm, you know, I'm not one of those fans. Like they fought really hard. <laughs> like that's not right. No, it's wins and losses. Right, right, 
Right. So, and now the Browns have lost four in a row. And they fired their coach. And blah, 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 blah. Offensive, offensive coordinator. Yeah, I thought Baker looked better this week uh, than he had. I thought he had a nice bounce back game. Uh, the Browns are so decimated on defense right now. They uh, they went into that game down three starters, and they lost three more starters in the first half of that game against uh, the Chiefs. So they were down more than half their defense. Um, so to me, it makes sense that they could not uh, stop the Chiefs. I mean, you would have had a hard time stopping the Chiefs anyway. Mm-hmm. With the way that they're playing, the season Pat Mahomes is having. And I mean, they're crushing. On. They're crushing I mean, yeah, most they're, teams that they play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the number one scoring offense in the league. I think. Now the weird thing about the Chiefs is the defense is really their defense is not very bad good. at times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not good. So I'm not too shocked they lost to the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, it's a bummer, but. Right. Um, and this is going to get into the next topic we're going to talk about the Browns, but. I still think there's something a little bit different with this team that that should give fans hope. Um, and I guess we can get into that. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk more about the loss to the Chiefs, but I, I'm, and I'm just going to say the, 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 re- the main reason why I think things are different is because of Baker. And I think most Browns fans yeah. see that and agree on that. Um, he's shown a level of maturity and coolness and level-headedness that it's really impressive, and his performance on the field, he looks like a real quarterback. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a goof quarterback or like a backup quarterback or like a complete yeah. bust. He actually just looks like a legit quarterback. He's a developing franchise quarterback. And I, I, the Browns finally got it right. And it's going to be real exciting to watch him grow each year, yeah. honestly. Um, he seems to really accept and, you know, look forward to the challenge that's pro- presented to him, which is to be the key to turning around, this is not an offense to the Browns, but the worst professional sports team in the last 20 years or so. Um, 30 years now, or how many, I don't know, whenever they came back, the Browns. So he's got a huge task ahead of him that, unfortunately, no quarterback has been able, that the Browns have drafted, has been able to succeed in. But I think he's fine with that and he's looking forward to it uh that piece that you shared with me i believe it was sports illustrated yeah monday morning quarterback yeah so that showed a lot to me in that the faith that dorsey's putting into him Mm -hmm. and more um and so far he's kind of checked all the boxes that they were expecting him to check yeah absolutely so uh, i i think I, i think that helps uh give browns fans more um faith Right in the Browns as they transition from letting Hugh Jackson go and John Dorsey trying to find the team's uh, next head coach. Um, uh, you know, I- I'd say he hit a home run with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. So um, I know other people, some people are still, you know, they've got that uh, Browns, uh, um, you know, losing syndrome or whatever you want right. to call it, that they're always expecting something to go wrong. But I, I really don't think you have to you have to worry about that with Baker. I just I don't. But but anyway, so as far as like the coach goes, and I wanted to get into this in this piece a little bit because we, we went we went through it last week about Hugh Jackson getting fired and I was pretty animated and fired up about uh, Hugh Jackson. Yeah, and you were my you were very freaking, blunt and vocal that you were ready for him to be removed. Yeah, so I I, I thought it was a big mistake bringing him back this year uh, after going one and thirty one in two seasons as a head coach. I don't care what scenario you're put in. I don't care if uh, they stripped the team down, they became the youngest team, whatever. Uh, you should be able to win more than one game in two years. <laughs> um, like, that's historical losing. Th- this is this little blurb in this piece uh, caught my attention, and it really, oh, really honestly, for lack of a better word, pissed me off. Um, so I'll, I'll just read it here. Uh, Hugh Jackson, wary of his own slipping stature, paid close attention to Todd Haley's press conferences in the final weeks of his two-and-a-half-year run, sequestering himself in his office to watch the Q&As live, then verbally needling the coach if the message was not in lockstep with his own. Haley believed Jackson was in search of a greater degree of credit for his contributions for the team's, uh, quote, relative success throughout a 2-4-1 start to the season, according to four team sources. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. The guy is... At this point, three 
So this happened the, the, the last few weeks. So he's like 333-1 and one or something like that right. as a head coach. And instead of doing his job and trying to figure out ways to uh, improve the team through his coaching, he's, he's locking himself in his office and watching a press conference that the offensive coordinator is, is, is doing right down the hallway and picking out pieces of his answers that he can go back in meetings and talk down to him because it's not in lockstep with what his message wants to be. Right. And look at, and, and Haley believed that Jackson was looking for a greater degree of credit. So Hugh Jackson wants credit for the fact that he, you know, he's looking for credit anywhere because he's 333 and one as a coach. Right. He's looking for anything to grab onto. Dude, how about you become a better coach and you coach up uh, the team that you've uh, had for the last three years and win some games? How about you figure out how to close a game? Four overtime games this year, and they won one of them. Right. And uh, even last year, there was a good amount of close games, too, that they just could not close out. Yeah, so I, that just, it's unbelievable to me. It is literally unbelievable. Not, number one, it's ridiculous. Number two, it's childish. He's sitting in his office with, with the door locked, watching these press conferences. If I was a coach and I was 333-1, and one, I wouldn't care. Right. It's, it's a level of pettiness and absurdity that it's just it's honestly hard to believe like yeah. it, it like why is that your concern and first of all why is he trying to take control of the offense again after he did concede and, and you know give the offense over to an offensive coordinator like i'm sorry but you may you you are okay with that decision you went on board with that like you can't backtrack i don't i don't think what you know what i mean yeah. like what <laughs> i just yeah I, it's yeah and uh, here's just another another excerpt. Uh, this is talking about Hugh Jackson's, uh, quote, performance on Hard Knocks. Jackson's performance on Hard Knocks was seen by some in the building as just that, a performance, with Jackson's internal critics among coaches and players noting his abrasive, hard-charging behavior in press conferences and team settings when the cameras were present, in contrast to his delicate handling of players in private. Sometimes it was like Jekyll and Hyde, one player said. So this, to me, just tells me that Hugh Jackson is just trying to be the ultimate salesman. He's not real. He's right. not authentic. He's playing it up for whatever he believes uh, people want to hear. And then when the cameras are off, he's doing something completely different. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah. long, it's long been chronicled that Hugh Jackson is more of a player's coach. He lets players get away with, you know, lets players get away with stuff. He's buddy-buddies with coaches. Right. Like, there have been players quoting... Uh, quote, current Browns players quoted since he got fired it says, you know, I really liked Hugh. He's a good dude. Uh, he was a friend, whatever. Right. Your head coach not should not be your friend. Your head coach right. is your coach, is your boss, is like... I, it should be... There should be a level of fear that's still left in there. Right. And, and, and he tried he tried to uh, convey that through hard knocks, but the problem is, <laughs> is the players see him uh, when the cameras are off, too. D- well, we talked when we were watching Hard Knocks how, I don't know if it's disingenuine or how how phony he came off as yeah. when he was trying to be like a hard ass at times. Right. And, you know, it, it didn't look real. Yeah. And it turns out it wasn't real. Right. You know, I mean, so I'm not too shocked, but I, I, I you know, you didn't want to believe that. You didn't want to believe that he was that much of a two-face and yeah. that much of a phony. But Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But... Yeah, I just wanted to go go through that a little bit. Um, as far as this week is concerned, uh, you know they're facing another high pro high high octane offense, uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, they're getting Schobert and Denzel Ward back this week, which will help. Uh, the defense has really struggled since Schobert was out, um, so hopefully uh, that will help the defense. Uh, I. With the way the season has now gone, I, I'm pretty much to the point where the only thing that matters to me is Baker Mayfield's development going yep. into next year. Because you're going to have a new coach, so this coaching staff is going to be gone. You're probably going to flip uh, a good amount of the roster again. So it's going to be a bunch of new players. Um, so to me, 
you know, I, I just want to see Baker continue to get better and better and better. Um, so that's really all I'm concerned with the rest of the season because ultimately that's what's most important for the Browns. So, you know, would I love to see the Browns win on Sunday? Absolutely, of course. I, I'm sick and tired of losing. Right. But uh, I'm more concerned with how Baker uh, performs, um, how he handles adversity, um, how he shows himself as a leader. Like, just if you, go, if you go back and you listen to all of Baker Mayfield's interviews and press conferences since Hugh Jackson got fired, um, it's clear that he's pretty much he's the leader of the organization now, and uh, he's carrying himself. He's carrying himself that way. So uh, I'm excited to see how he develops. Right. But. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Um, and that's a positive to take out of all this. You know? Yeah, for sure. I feel like we didn't have this in years past. Browns fans didn't really have this. It was just kind of like, I hope we get another no, no, no. number one pick next year. Yeah, really. <laughs> so. yeah. And it's great because the Browns uh, go into a draft uh, not having to look for a quarterback. So they can focus on building around him in the draft rather than trying to find that quarterback that they're always that they always seem to be missing. So uh, that's that's enough about the Browns before I. Uh, you know, explode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be as level-headed as possible with that, but some of that stuff just really pisses me off. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 get into some Cavs talk here. Uh, <laughs> our first bullet point here says, "Still not great, but better basketball." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so true. they're still losing. They're just not losing as bad. Yeah. Last night was interesting. It was an interesting game. Um, Oklahoma City didn't have Russ, so they they looked bad at times, man. They looked that was real really bad basketball. That, they, I they're not going anywhere. I'm just no. going to be the first to say that. They're even with Russ, it's going to be the same situation. You control Russ, or you main you contain Russ as best you can, and then your team's going to win. I mean, they're yeah. not. They, Adams is impressive. I like Adams. He he's a workhorse. He's a beast of a man and a big presence but that's about where it ends right. I mean Schroeder or Schroeder how do you pronounce the name Sh- Schroeder Schroeder he's got something but yeah he's okay nothing I mean, nothing crazy yeah he's I mean he's probably one of the better backup yeah. point guards in the league but yeah. last night he had to start because Russ is out because Russ is out exactly um, uh, so uh yeah, I so I wanted to touch on on a piece about the Cavs that came out. I can't remember where it was. Uh, it might have been the Athletic or something, but something. But some of some of the um, uh, some of the veterans on the team have been quoted saying that Colin Sexton doesn't know how to play basketball. Hmm. Which are these like leaks from sources or something? Yeah. Okay. Which to me is utterly ridiculous. He's a 19-year-old kid right. that's played basketball like 10 times in the NBA. Right. At the point where that piece came out, it was like seven times in the NBA. Like, and, it, and it's a quote from the veteran players, which means right. it's from, it's from only... Or... No, I don't know if that's from love. Oh, you think but, even... Okay. But like... So we have these players that are hangovers from like the yeah. the the championship like teams or whatever, and you know I like these guys or whatever like you know Tristan Jr. or whatever. I I don't know who exactly it was that's that was saying this about Sexton, but like seriously, get off your high horse. Like, yeah. like these guys are acting like the Cavs have made the last four finals because of them. Right. Like we're no, just, you clowns were just along we're for not, the ride. We're not. We're not stupid. We There's a reason why right. when the there the reason I, mean, I gotta think of how I want to say this. There's a reason why the reason you got to the finals the last four years is gone, and now you guys are the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Like, yeah. look in the mirror before you tell somebody that uh, he doesn't know how to and, play and, basketball. And you mentioned a great point. Number one, really young kid. Younger than your average NBA, yeah. you know, rookie. Yeah, he's 19. Um, like, what do you expect from him? He's actually not playing that bad. Like, the guy clearly has raw talent. Yeah. He's... Got the ability to drive. He's looks like he has some sort of a jump shot. Like I wouldn't expect a guy like that to be ready in the first year. Like he was, it's probably going to be a couple years or three years right. before he's really, you know, hitting his stride. Um, and that being said, it's also just disrespectful and 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 
not necessary to say that to the young guy who's trying to move up the ranks. That's not encouraging at all. Right. I also, I also do question the, the reporter who decided to put that story out because you don't have to run with a story like that. That's clear. That's clear. That's uh, a story that you run only for one reason to get clicks, and, and yeah. you don't need to run a story like that. But that's sports media for you. But, right. Um, but, yeah. I. You know. I just, uh, it, it just annoys me. Like, you got guys like Tristan Thompson who I have to hear every single time after the game is talking about how, is, is basically talking like he's the best player on the team. Which. And he's like a leader and like whatever. He's like, dude. Like, pretty terrible. Like, yeah, we watched him last night. At, like, I, he's not he good just, at basketball. He doesn't know how to do it, man. Like, and I know you agree with me here. Like, I have long hated Tristan Thompson. Like, to the point where I don't even know why. He why did. he went for he went to Texas? I. He was the one. He's and a done. Longhorn. He's a one and done. I don't care. Most of the Longhorns I don't like. They they don't do anything. What for, about Kevin Durant? I like Kevin Durant a little <laughs> bit, but he left after one year. Yeah, that sucked. If he would have yeah. stayed, we could have easily built a team around him and maybe won a title. But he yeah. left. Um, and don't get me started about Kevin Durant now, but that's a whole side right. story. Um, no, Tristan Thompson, he kept asking for the ball to post up on Adams, and he would either put the most ridiculous hook shot or just the lamest attempt, or he would lose the ball. Yeah. He, he's so... Got to watch my language here. He's so soft when he goes up <laughs> to on a putback. Oh, God. He'll get an offensive rebound, sure, but his putbacks are like the softest, like most hesitant. It's stuff that you see in junior high. Yeah. It's stuff you see in junior high when a junior high kid doesn't have the basketball IQ yet to know that when you get a rebound right there, don't put a weird half jumper, half layup. Yeah. Go in hard and put in a legit layup. Yeah. In his case, dunk. Or if you can't dunk, just put up a regular layup. Yep. What is it? He'll do like these weird like little drop off, almost like a fake run and gun like float it's i don't even know how to describe how bad he was last night um jr had a few moments of brilliance and other than that he's just ugh, i don't know what was going on with jr um so yeah I, yeah i don't know it's it, it, it was fun to be that cl- we had good seats so we were yeah. real we were real low last night and that was fun uh but ooh the first half of basketball steve even mentioned this he was like, that is one of the sloppiest halves of basketball I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And both sides, not just the Cavs. The Thunder are just... I mean, in this, in this day and age in the NBA, when both te- when it's halftime and both teams are under 50 points, I mean, that's... That's, that's bad basketball. Yeah, that's not good. Um, so, it, we didn't have this on, on, our, on our list here, t- things to talk about, but, man, especially now that the Cavs are now 1-10 and are looking really good for a top pick in this year's draft... Oh my God, that Duke Kentucky game. Uh-oh. Couple guys in there. Oh that look my promising. gosh! Whoo! So, I was telling this to Leland today, uh, <coughs> my, our, my buddy. Um, I did not believe in Zion Williamson, just because I was like, "There's a lot of guys who are athletic and can oh. dunk." Absolutely. And high school competition is so bad sometimes. It's just laughable how bad some of the competition is. Right. So I was like, I see these highlights. But what I realize is I've only seen the flashy highlights. Yeah. I have not seen the grinded out, like, play-by-play highlights. So watching him in that Duke game, I realized a couple things. Number one, the guy is definitely physically and, you know, skill-wise, he's there to be a pro. Like, he's yeah. going to be a pro. Number two, he can actually shoot, apparently, sometimes, which is, it, he's, he's a long way from being classified as a shooter, Yeah, but so uh, was LeBron, if you remember, wasn't really like that at first, as right. a lot of Le- stars. LeBron, LeBron had a, mm, think about how I want to say this, to me, when I watch Zion Williamson's jump shot, it's whacked me. Like, it, is, it is whacked. It's not as, it's not, his, his form is not like as weird or as bad as like yeah. Lonzo Ball's. Right. And maybe it looks a little more weird because he's a lefty, but it's just like he turns his hips, turns his yeah. body to the side, and it's almost like he's putting up like a shot put shot yeah. like from his left. 
Like, that's not going to fly in the, in no, the NBA. No, but, but see, here's the thing, and I have something to say about that in a second. But And number three, the guy can drive. I mean, he... He's, he seems to have a decent basketball oh, it's, IQ. It, so it's, I, it's unbelievable to see that like, he's right. built like a defensive end in, in right. football, but he has like ballerina like feet, right. like ballet feet. Yep. Like it's unbelievable. So what I'm trying to say is I really think he's legit, and I think that I do too. It's, it's game one, but uh, yeah, I, that was so, an impressive game one. So. so I went into Duke has the top two prospects. Actually, they could have the top three prospects in the draft this year. The top two probably for sure with Zion and R.J. Barrett. I I was steadfast like you. I was kind of against Zion because I don't think he can shoot, and um, I'm like he's built, but I'm worried about his weight. He's like two seventy five right now. And I mean, it doesn't really seem to be affecting him right now, though. It doesn't, but uh, I, I, I I I feel like that's something that can be fixed. I mean, that's it can be of, if he's motivated to do it. That's a thing. Like, well, Sean, like Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp, who a lot of people uh, compare Zion Williamson to, blew up to like three hundred fifty pounds. Like, yeah, it depends on the guy, the kid's makeup, and I don't know what it is because, like, like you, I've only seen him play basketball, and I've only right. seen him play one time right. in college. Like, you know, everybody's seen his dunking highlights in high school, but you know, actually see him in a game against good competition. Right. But uh, I, I actually I, I like RJ RJ Barrett better. Um, I think RJ Barrett has like a little, and I and I told you this. Um, he's got a little James Harden to his a game. Harden, a little Harden. And uh, I also I also think he's got a little Kawhi to his game too. I think he can I think he can be a really good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's another lefty too, so it, it's going to be interesting. He he's got like this knack of being able to get to the rim and be around the rim that's just you can't some things you can't teach like yeah. the way Harden is yeah like guys just can't can't stay in front of Harden um, and he's able to get to the rim basically whenever he wants um, so I, I, I'm probably still partial towards RJ Barrett uh, but I'm slowly slowly turning or coming around on Zion Williamson right I, that he's I mean there there are things that he does and things physically that he is that like, there's nobody else in the NBA in the NBA right. that's like that. Right. So I I agree, and and I, it's gonna be real exciting. But but I will say, and I argued about this with people on Twitter, people and especially Cleveland fans, they're already starting to compare him to LeBron, and people need to stop that. Right. I think that's silly. He's. Yeah. I've like, even made that mistake in my mind thinking he, about that. You 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 don't compare like they. People did this with LeBron when he was when he was Zion's age, and you know, luckily for us as Cleveland fans and for people that made this comparison, LeBron lived up to the hype. You know, people call him the chosen one. He's the next Jordan. Blah blah blah, whatever. And he's he's up there. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore basketball. But I'm cautioning people: do not either compare or uh, expect. Say somehow Zion Williamson comes to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. You cannot, that's not fair to the kid for you to expect him to be the next LeBron. It's not, go, it's well, not, you can't. That and I just think it's silly to ever compare anyone to another player. I hate when people do that. Yeah. I hate it when they did it with May, Mayfield and, and Manziel. Like, oh. first of all, w- when LeBron came in, you heard. Oh, is this going to be the next Jordan? Is this going to be? And it's like, no, he's not. He, they play a completely different game. They have a different style. KD plays different. You know, we need to stop right. this. I understand that people are excited at the prospect of having another, like, ultra-dominant player, an uh, M- iconic NBA player. Uh, the NBA is probably excited about it. And that's cool. And I get that. And I am, too. But we can't just be like, okay, well, cool. So you going to fill LeBron's shoes? Like, He's going to be his own player. He's going to be, you know, and, and if he becomes a superstar, which it's an if still. I mean, he had right. one good game right. for Duke. You know, if he becomes a superstar, he's going to be his own superstar. And I agree with you. We need to stop doing that. We should not be comparing him to LeBron. You're like, oh, he's got LeBron potential. I saw people saying on right. Twitter, like, like t- number one, that's lazy for people to say yeah, that. I agree. Like, okay, you saw him play one game and he was really, really good, so you're just going to compare him to the greatest player that's played the game in the last 30 years? Like, right, right, like, right what, exactly. Like, who cares? Like, like, oh, great job. Like, right. awesome. 
Like, so, I, I, I just caution people to not do that. Let the kid grow. Let the kid develop. Let the kid play. Like, I, you know, we're going to hear this all year. I know. Like, I'm not stupid. Like, me saying people don't do it isn't going to magically right. make people not right. do it. Like, I know I'm, 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 it's going to happen all year. Like, I'm ready for right. it. Like, people right. will say, oh, the Cavs need to draft him because he's like LeBron. Like, whatever. The Cavs need to draft whoever is going to be the best basketball player. Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's if the Cavs get the number one pick. So, yeah. who, who knows? Because yeah. the NBA is weird with their... Yeah, uh, with the lottery. The lottery. So, uh, but, yeah, I wanted to touch on that because it obviously looks like the Cavs are going to be uh, fighting for that top pick. So That's exciting. That is something to look forward to. So. So something else interesting in the NBA happened today. Uh, it uh, teams have started to leak theirs out, and the Cavs did theirs today. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cavs' new city edition uh, uniforms oh, came boy. out today, and uh, wow! I don't even so, know woo. how to describe it. Like, if you've seen, if you haven't seen a picture, look it up. <laughs> it's worth your time. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it's half and it's basically one. The top half of the jersey is one color, and the bottom half is another color. It's a weird blue and orange. Like I understand they've had these colors before in the past, but I wouldn't even say it's the same. It's not shade. No. <coughs> I mean, kudos it's... to them for being creative and all that. But wow, I feel like they let uh, the intern do this one, and it's just there's been a lot of weird ones too. I will say this though, this beats last year's city edition. Oh, oh the gray God, and yellow the gray like, one. light bulb oh nonsense! Like, oh my, that was uh, that was something else. <laughs> um, but uh, there's been a lot of this too that we've seen. Houston's city jerseys ridiculous. Uh, I think the Timberwolves have a stupid, ridiculous. Ad- they pretty much all. They're are. just bad. They're they, they're trying way too hard, and I like the idea. But they're trying way too hard. Yeah. Um, I do have to say one that is cool is Miami's. Um, it's the black one this year. Yeah, they, well, so they, they the did Miami Vice. Well, they did it last year. Last year they did it white, white yeah. and this year they're doing black. And it's I like it. Really it's good. Cool. I'll, I'll give it that. That it's it really is cool. really good. Um, something else I want to mention. We'll go back to the Cavs jersey, but something else I wanted to mention real quick is I don't think that the fan jerseys, the ones they sell for us, are the same quality that the Adidas ones used to be. Or what Nike used to put back in the early 2000s. I just, they're just not good. Like, well, they can, look cheap. They feel cheap. Well, you can buy the ones. You can buy, you can the buy ones those, that, but they're really expensive. Yeah. You used they're like to be 250 able, bucks. So, Adidas and Reebok used to do the the cheap ones, which are about 40 to 50 bucks, with the screen printed, right, graphic. Yeah. And then they did the swing managers. Yeah. Those were about 80 to $90, and they were yeah. stitched. Yep. They weren't authentic, but they looked way better. And they looked pretty cool. Yeah. The NBA version of this is really bad looking. Yeah. So you either have a way overpriced, cheap looking yeah. jersey, it's, or you have an absurdly priced, authentic jersey. Yeah. So it kind of just, it's real frustrating. And the screen, the, the, the check falls off. Some of the logos fall off. It's really bad. I don't know what MB, Nike's doing, but they... Yeah. It's really frustrating. I, I was excited for the Nike takeover, but yeah. so far it's just been disappointing. Yeah, for sure. I, the only thing I like about these jerseys is they've got the uh, that Cleveland script. Cleveland script is real sharp. Because um, the, the, they partnered with uh, the Destination Cleveland yeah. or whatever that is. That's really cool. Um, I do like that. Uh, but, man, the way that they've got the... The colors segregated. I understand what they're doing. They were. It's the way it is. It's an ode to the sash jerseys that the Cavs had in the '90s. The black yeah. ones with the blue sash. And but I, I, I don't like the way that they did it. It looked like it looks like a shark coming out of water or something like right. that. It's just weird. And like you said, the the colors aren't aren't the colors that they had. Like those that blue and orange is not the blue and orange that they used to wear. It's different. Like if you're going if you're going to pay homage to like uniforms of the past do at least the same color right like the same shade right these yeah. would actually probably be a lot better if the colors were what they should be <clears throat> you know i think if they didn't do the the weird diagonal two-tone thing on the shorts yeah. i would like them a lot better too yeah. if the shorts were one color and the only the 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 jersey was yeah. cut in half i'd actually be okay with it again if it was the right shade the yeah. wrong shade is throwing me off, and I don't like it. I will say that uh, I, one of the reasons that it had me freaked out originally <coughs> is because I thought that they were going to wear these jerseys on the court that they have. 
Oh, they're uh, which yeah, would the current look horrific. It would just clash like. Um, but the Cavs did come out with a new court design that they're going to be using for these games that they're going to be wearing these jerseys. Um, six designated home games, I guess. And the court itself, the court design is actually look, really cool. Nice. I like yeah, it. I saw it too. It um, it so good. yeah, check that out for sure. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this whole thing we want to get off of our chest. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, 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 I like I like Nike apparel more than Adidas. I um, generally do, but Nike that. needs to step their game up with these NBA jerseys. I, because I agree. Even the regular jerseys, I like the Cavs regular jerseys. Yeah. I don't like. No. I don't like the, I, the The only one I like is the black one. That's it. The black one's cool. But it still does, it just has a cheap look to it. Yeah. Like, and I agree with you. I like Nike's products over Adidas in general. Yeah. But their jerseys, their warm-up outfits, and their t-shirts are not there. They're just and not it's, there. And it's not even basketball. They, do a, they don't do yeah. a very good job in football either. Right, right. I agree. Um, as far as, like, designs go. I don't I, understand I, like, I, what the, they're doing. The quality of the actual jersey in the NFL is fine, right. Um, right. but the designs are not good. No, they're not. But so. So there's that. There's yeah, our thoughts on that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they look. Like it. It's one thing to see them in a picture, but to actually see them see in them person. Real. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think my opinion is really gonna change, but you know maybe they'll look a little bit better. Hopefully. But. All right. So. That's going to do it for that. Uh, let's finish up the episode. Uh, Jordan, let's talk about some yes, uh, events coming up uh, in the next uh, week or so. Yeah. So, um, found some cool... November is kind of a dead zone for like festivals and activities, so I had to really dig for some of these. Um, I found some cool ones, though, I think. So, let's get started off with the very first one. This is actually this Saturday, November 10th. A Taste of Nolens, I don't know how you pronounce that, so please don't make fun of me if it's terrible. A Taste of Nolens Crawfish Boil at Sibling Revelry Brewery. <laughs> this is going to be November 10th at, uh, from 5 to 10 p.m. You go to the brewery, they're going to have a, the, the truck is going to be set up, and they're going to have $25 gets you a pound of crawdads, five jumbo shrimp, and dewy sausage, baby potatoes, and corn on the cob. Ooh. A little pricey. But it's fun. Uh, if you have never gone to a boil, I highly recommend it. It's real tasty, real unique, and it's a it's a it's just it's just a fun thing to do with friends. Like it's it's if you're from the South, especially Texas or Louisiana, this is very normal to you. This is just a regular every every day every or I'm sorry, it's a very it's a yearly tradition. So. Uh, but if you're not, it's going to be weird. You use your hands. It's real messy. They just dump it all on a table, and it's it's fun. It, we've, we have previewed um, uh, a restaurant in Gordon Square that, uh, that does this. And, uh, wow, the name is blanking me right now. What is the name of what? it? Uh, boiler. Boi- <laughs> the Boiler 65, it's called. Uh, they do this type of stuff all year round. So, uh, But anyways, uh, this is going to be going on this Saturday. Uh, Check it out if, if you got the time. We'll, we'll have a link to the event. Uh, the Cleveland Flea has their Friendsgiving edition. This is going to be November 16th through 18th at the Madison on 4, 4601 Payne Avenue in Cleveland. Uh, the Madison, I looked it up, is actually a wedding uh, place, but they're going to be using it for this event. It's going to be the Flea, as you know it, just indoors, uh, and there's going to be segmented times. So you have to go online and pick a time that you want to go. So the tickets are $10 each, or you can get four for 30 mm-hmm. um, It's the same idea as the Summer Fleas. It's just going to be indoors, with, and again, with segmented shopping hours. They're going to be about four to six hours long, each segment. Um, again, we'll link you to information there. Uh, we already talked about this last week, but Winterfest is November 24, uh, 24th. This is essentially Cleveland's down, uh, Christmas kickoff celebration after the holiday. Um, Various activities, concerts, performances, food trucks, fireworks, horse-drawn carriages, and more. Uh, various restaurants and bars and, and places downtown are going to also have their own little festivities. There's going to be a Christmas tree lighting ceremony, kind of the highlight and center of this activity at mm-hmm. 6 p.m., well, beginning at 6 p.m. Uh, we'll link you to more information on that as well. 
S'morefest is November 30th at the restaurant Merlin's Wharf down in the flats. Yeah. Um, at first, I was a little thrown off on how expensive it was. But then I read that this directly funds Bright Winter. Oh. So that's where some of the price is coming in. Yeah. It's a fundraiser for Bright Winter, $20 a ticket, and you they give you all you need to do your s'mores. It's a s'more package created by local restaurants and food trucks and uh, people involved in the food industry in Cleveland. So they're not going to hand you, like, Hershey's and probably some cheapo graham crack. They're going right. to give you, like, home uh, Cleveland-made products. So that's cool. Um, there's going to be fire pits set up outside for s'mores. Uh, if you've ever been to Merlin's Wharf, it's, it's a very outdoor-focused restaurant right. on the river. Um, look it up, and you'll understand what it's I'm talking about. It's owned by the Metro about. Parks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to, of course, link you to this event as well. Uh, really cool-sounding event, and we love Bright Winter here, so uh, something oh, yeah. I might actually consider going to. That's it for events, but I think we gave everyone a good little amount of options to check out. So. Yeah, hit those places up. Uh, it's getting to be uh, holiday season, so um, lots of cool stuff going on in the city around the holidays, so definitely check that out. But uh, yeah, so I think that's going to pretty much do it for us this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for checking us out. iTunes, SoundCloud. Check us out on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, and we will see you uh, next week. And um, hopefully we'll have some cool stuff for you. Uh, get into some more sports talk, uh, hopefully some reviews, some more previews, and all that good stuff. So uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to us. For Jordan, and I, well, I was going to say and Jimmy, and Jimmy. he's not here. <laughs> he's not here, Jimmy, you bad person just kidding uh for jordan i'm dan you have been listening to living off the land and uh we will catch you next week later bye bye